One thing I learned on the ship was that the work never stops. It doesn't matter if it's day or night. There's always somebody up. There's always something to do. Go time! Right now, we're coming into Meldrum Bay, Ontario, on the north shore of Lake Huron. Straight ahead, there's a limestone quarry. We back up slowly to the dock. As soon as the boat's tied up, the loading rig swings out and starts dumping small gray chunks of limestone into the first cargo hold. All the guys who are working carry radios. On a boat this big, it's the only way they can communicate to keep the whole operation running smoothly. We've all been working together for so long that we know each other's voice. You don't have to ever have to say who you are. Alrighty. It's hard when you come on board and you're new. You, you don't know anybody's voice yet. It gets confusing. <laughs> when I first started and I had a radio, whatever was said on that thing, okie doke, uh, as long as it didn't say Kyle, you know. No need to alert your ears. Kyle's the new guy on board. It's his first season. He found out about the job through a friend. Figured what better way to make money than be out on a boat for a month. You can't spend it. Starting salary averages to about 50 grand a year. It's pretty good money to start out with no training. So Kyle filled out the paperwork and applied for a job with Grand River Navigation Company. And then they called me. They go, okay, you're leaving tomorrow. Company van picked him up in Cleveland and dropped him off 300 miles away in South Chicago at the KCBX coal terminal. I go, this is the boat. I go, holy hell. It's kind of big. It's a huge boat. I mean, 600 feet long. It's like two football fields. And the deck tower is like 30 feet above the water. Got to the ladder, climb up on it, you know, hoist your stuff up, go on deck, and then they go, we'll change, you're ready to work. He didn't really know what to expect or what to pack. Like, first off, the boat doesn't have shampoo. Nothing like having your head full of freaking coal dust and you're trying to wash your hair out. Life out here takes some getting used to. This isn't a cruise ship. I mean, they're hauling coal, rocks, salt. After we uh, get spotted here, Ken, go ahead and give Kyle a call. We're pulling into Grand Haven, Michigan now to unload this limestone at a power plant. Kyle swings over, clambers down the ladder into the work boat, and rows ashore to help tie up the boat. There's a chain of command on the boat. Kyle's at the bottom of the totem pole. He's a deckhand. I'm usually the one, like, they look around and their battery's beeping and they're like, hey, go get me a battery. Kyle answers to the bosun and the ABs, who answer to the mates, and everybody answers to the captain. ABs and mates work regular shifts, but Kyle works whenever he's needed. I was out from 7 last night to 2 in the morning, then I came out at 6 o'clock. Kyle slept through his first wake-up call this morning, so... Do you want to tell her, Kyle? Tell her about what happened to you when you don't wake up on time? Yeah, you're two minutes late. They come to your room with a bucket of water and give you a thorough douching, and uh, it definitely wakes you up, along with soaking your bed, your sheets. The crew rotates on a 28-14 schedule. 28 days on the boat, 14 days home, then they're back out for another month. Being away from home, you miss a lot. Kyle just turned 21 yesterday. Yeah, that sucked. He was out here. It's just another day. This job's not for everyone. A lot of guys come out and they just don't get it. <laughs> they, they don't stick around long because they're miserable. That's Ed. So. Ed's been sailing for 10 years. He's got a tattoo of two anchors on his right hand from his time in the Coast Guard. Ed's seen a lot of guys start and quit. One walked off right in the middle of a shift. I was mad because I'd just gotten to bed, and the first mate walks in. He's like, so-and-so just quit. 
time to get back out of bed after I just showered and laid down. Kyle's thought about quitting before. I remember one time, it's getting yelled at for cleaning out cargo holds. And... Okay, so the crew has to clean really thoroughly every time they switch cargo to keep from contaminating a load. So somebody has to go down inside the cargo hold. So you had to go down there with the hose. You had to poke with a stick. You had so to... Kyle's down there. It's like a cave. It's dark. There's no air movement down there. It's got safety hunters on. It's not like you have a flat surface to walk on. It's got his hose. And you're dragging a hose around and getting soaking wet. And... He's poking around, trying to get the rocks out of the cracks. And it still wouldn't come out. And then, like, half of it turned out to be not even, like, stone. It was just, like, rust. You know, all the mate's up on deck with his flashlight looking down over the edge. Like, you're down there and this person's yelling at you because their job's on the line and you're just getting pissed off because, you know, you're doing the best you can. and You almost want to go in your room and pack your shit up and just, you know, leave, but... But he didn't. Instead? Sat on the swing outside and rocked around, looked at the water, called a few people. They told me to stick with it. Sorry, I did. It's been six months since Cal came on board. He's made it this far. Probably stick with it till the end of the season, at least. Decide what I want to do next year. Torture will be over soon enough. Kyle's worked all morning. The load's going pretty smooth, so he can take a quick break from the deck to go get lunch. He walks down the hall, past his room, and up the stairs to the galley. The galley is the main common space on the boat. There's a TV, main source of entertainment, chalkboard with today's menu: bratwurst, grilled cheese, chips, fruit salad. What do you use guys for the ham? Kyle walks up to the counter so Deb can take his order. Kyle, do you want fried onions on yours? Deb's the only woman on board. He's been a steward out here for eight years now. These are awesome this time. I'm gonna put them on my plate when you give it to me. She does all the cooking, orders supplies, does the laundry. It's like being 17 people's mommy. That's what I do. Here you go. Two down, 14 to go. <laughs> Not everybody comes in for lunch. Deb knows everyone's schedule. The engineers change at 11.30, so Chris will be coming in because he's going on watch. She also keeps track of who likes what. The captain, Kevin, and Mike don't like onions, but the captain likes the flavor of onions, just not the crunch. It's hard to please everybody, so sometimes she tells them they've got to suck it up. Sam, he doesn't eat any beef at all. So what, am I supposed to never cook beef? Deb's really careful when it comes to food allergies, though. If you have an allergic reaction to something and you're way out in the middle of the lake, what are you going to do? Out here, you really feel removed from the rest of the world. I mean, sure, you see land all the time. You're in and out of port every day. Yeah, but you're stuck at work. It's almost like you're in a floating prison. Loading, unloading, loading, unloading. You're working. You don't have time to get off the boat. And if you do get off, these places aren't exactly tourist destinations. I could get off here for a couple hours, I guess, but this place is, I think, what, 25 miles from the nearest store? No, there's no town. It's just freaking stone dock. Sure, it's a big boat but it quickly becomes very small when it's your world for a month. You and your 16 co-workers. Unless you jump overboard, at the end of the day, the farthest point you can go away from someone is 630 feet. And that's if that other person's standing at the opposite end of the boat. Tempers get hot sometimes. Oh, I've been pissed off so bad where I just want to beat people with like a pipe on the boat and just get off at the next dock. These guys have to learn how to cope. It's the only way they're going to make it through the end of the month. So instead of ripping each other's heads off, they pick on each other a lot. Sam, tell you about his nickname? Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, he does. Apparently, <laughs> Sam thinks Kyle's been late to work too many times. Oh, okay. So they were talking about it in the wheelhouse, and I said... No, Sam brings it up. No, I did not bring it up. Sam, they were already Sam talking about it, moron. Now Kyle started calling him the bus driver to get back at him. We do all give each other a hard time, but... If we didn't pick on each yeah. other, it would mean we didn't care about each other. They may drive each other crazy sometimes, but they also help keep each other sane. That's right, Kyle. Come here, give me a hug. <laughs> let's, hug let's hug it out. We're in the middle of Lake Michigan, somewhere. We've got 10 more hours of lake before we make the next dock. Full speed like this, the whole boat shakes. You can hear the dishes in the galley rattling. Ed just clocked off. He's sitting at the computer in the officer's galley. I'm losing my solitaire game and it sucks. Play solitaire while he waits for his Facebook page to load. A lot less socializing on this ship compared to other ones I've been on. Everyone just kind of hides and goes to bed as soon as their shift is over. How does Ed pass the time? Sleep. And if you're done sleeping, Take some Tylenol PM and go back to sleep. <laughs> sleep makes time go by fast. Yeah, there's some days I'm in a good mood and I'm happy to be out here, and there's other days where this is the last place in the world I want to be, and all I can think about is, well, I've got how many more weeks to go. <laughs> We're pulling into Port Inland now, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It's gray outside. The lake's gray. The sky's gray. In the stone dock ahead, sand swept up covering the buildings. It's the most desolate place I've ever seen in my life. Sam's the AB on deck, waiting to shift when these hatches are full. Man, it's only six o'clock. Right now, he's props up against the side of the boat. He's got his coffee in his thermos. Yellow hard hat, kind of cocked to the side on his head. Typical Port Inland load. Probably about the 87th time I've been here loading. <laughs> he's working towards his mate's license. So far he's put in almost a thousand days. It's quite a, that's one-tenth of my life. It's been on a boat. My family thinks that they said they have changed you know, since I've come out here. Like I don't notice it, but Maybe it, maybe it does something to you, I don't know. It's 7 p.m. now, time to call the watch. The shifts will rotate in about an hour or so. Sam goes in to wake up the guys who'll come out for the next shift. Call you up? Okay. Hey, Ed. Seven. Okay, what's your light on? The crew change list is up in the galley. Two days to go, and let me tell you, everybody's been counting down. Half the guys will get off when we get to Chicago. He's going to Cleveland. He's going to Toledo. Kyle has two more weeks before he goes home. It's November now. The season's coming to an end. By early January, the boat will be laid up for the winter. What's next for Kyle? Will he be out here next season? I asked Kyle where he sees himself in five years. Hopefully I won't be out here, but I guess that's what everyone out here says. I'm not going to be out here in five years. I'm not going to be doing this anymore. And then six years goes by and they're still out here. 
Some people say once you get the water in your blood, you can't get it out, but <laughs> I don't plan on being out here forever.